This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today's episode is Don't Eat Like an Asshole. So some of you consistent listeners may know I got married May 19th, not too long ago. As I record this episode, it's May 29th, so it's been 10 full days since I've been married. been a happily married man now for the better part of a week. And after Lindsay and I got married out in Santa Monica, Venice Beach, some combination of the two, we decided to take a trip down to Cabo. Now, I've never been to Cabo before. I've been to Mexico one time prior, uh, other coast, over on Cancun. And the trip to Cabo was interesting. From the, the past episodes you guys might have heard about the interactions with the people there, to being sold, to being, it's just a crazy place, like at least the way that we did it. Now, admittedly, full transparency, if this is the first episode you're listening to, I last minute booked this trip. And I went the cheap route. I didn't go the expensive route. Cost a couple hundred bucks a night to stay in an all-inclusive place that was deemed as a quote-unquote five-star resort with great accommodations. And admittedly, the accommodations were beautiful. Incredible blue ocean, great swimming pool, very good room, friendly staff. The list goes on and on. But the part that wasn't good was the food. Now, for those of you that have been to all-inclusive before, especially when you don't have a rental car and you don't speak the language, you're a little handicapped by the fact of needing to stay at the resort in some capacity. They do a great job trying to keep you there, offering anything and everything you want is literally offered at the resort, which makes it good, but also bad. So as we show up the first day, it is a Monday morning, we land there, we're excited, you know, go through airport, get to the hotel, check in, everything's great. They serve us, as soon as we walk in, they hand us champagne, I'm like, man, shit, I don't really drink. It's just not really my thing. It's not that I have something against drinking. I mean, I've definitely had my share of cocktails before in my life. It's just at this current point, I don't feel like alcohol really serves a purpose for me. I don't need sedated or inebriated any way to have a good time. I don't need to escape from some sort of problem that could be masked with alcohol. It doesn't loosen me up because I feel pretty loose most of the time. It might sound self-serving, but my life is really awesome. Like, I love every part of my life right now. So for that, alcohol just becomes something that I just kind of sweep to the side. But in sweeping this alcohol to the side, give us champagne, and I toast Lindsay, and it's exciting because it's her and I, and we have the first glass. Give them back the glasses, you know, we check in, and they were, we checked in, I've paid, if you will, for the upgraded room, the upgraded amenities with our own private dining space, just for preferred members, I think they call it. And so we get done checking in a preferred area, and they walk us around, and there's a preferred bar, which is massive, expansive, nobody in this room, and then a preferred, I'll call it snack area. Now, the snack area is a little bit laughable. It's two hot plates and some pastries. And for those of you that maybe haven't seen me or or don't view me on YouTube or on my social media, Ryan Idell on Instagram or Ryan Idell on Facebook, you wouldn't know, but I'm pretty into fitness. When I say into fitness, I've been an ex-competitive bodybuilder, super amateur stuff, but care immensely about how I eat, what I put in my body, the weaponization, if you will, of how I live my life. I care tremendously about. So when I'm looking around for I'll call it fuel sources. I don't look at food as necessarily something that's supposed to taste good. I look at it as something that is fuel. And I'm looking around for fuel sources, and there's just nothing there. Like, it's, it's literally like puff pastries and donuts and sugar-laden yogurt. The best thing they have there is bacon. And I'm good. Bacon, you know, we'll go down the whole keto craze right now. I can eat bacon and say in ketosis. I'm like, man, screw it. The fat's no big deal. I justify it away in my head because that's all that's in front of me. So I have the bacon. Now, the bacon is a little cold and overcooked and soggy. It's kind of like this weird combination of everything you wouldn't imagine bacon should be. You know, bacon to me is a a treat, something that's great. 
this bacon was not great by any means. But we brush it off. You know, we had a, a little bit of a weird check-in. I think it was one in the afternoon, maybe some post-breakfast stuff. And so we chalk it up. We go to the room, super excited, get changed in our bathing suits and stuff, and go down to the pool. Now, they have an adult-only pool, and they have a general population pool. And so of course, we go to the adult-only pool. Again, not for the alcohol, but just because of we want to unwind. We want to relax. We want to be, you know, an intimate time for her and I just to have good conversation and just be around each other. And the weather's phenomenal. You know, it's 80 degrees, no humidity. It's sunny. Now, granted, there's some people drinking excessively at the pool, which, of course, to me is a turnoff right away. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But more power to them. They're on their vacation enjoying their life the way they want to. So from that, we were at the pool for two or three hours. I'm like, man, I'm hungry. Like, I'm somebody that typically eats every two or three hours. Other than the 12 hours of intermittent fasting, sometimes as many as 16, the rest of the day I'm eating every two or three hours. So I'm super excited because this place is supposed to have five different five-star resorts with endless food. I'm thinking, man, I can eat some quality food this week. I won't lose too much muscle. Like, keep my abs. Like, all the things are racing through my head as as I'm sitting there. So I go up to the room. We get cleaned up. And we head down to the first restaurant. And this first restaurant is out overlooking the general population pool. The kids, the adults, everybody's there. Loud music, everything that we're not looking for is all in this environment. We go to this outdoor, what they would have called steakhouse, which is unique, but they'll call it a steakhouse. And like, all right, let's look at the menu. And it's it's prior to dinner. So it's kind of like this weird, again, lunch slash dinner time. So it's almost snacks. But snacks, they have burgers and chicken wings and nachos and shit really you know it's bar food I'm like all right well if it's bar food but it says five-star accommodations this food has to be incredible so we order gosh i'll say the nachos let's say we ordered cheeseburger i think Lindsay ordered chicken wings like we had a little bit of everything and literally none of it tasted good like it was all average at best i fully i am not a gourmet chef but i fully realized that i could have went home on my Weber grill in my backyard, cooked a better hamburger and better chicken wings than this quote-unquote five-star resort was cooking. So at this point, we think, okay, maybe we're just off. Like, maybe our timetable's off. Maybe we're not getting the best food because we're not coming at the best times. So go back to the pool, hang out a little bit more, then go back for dinner. And it's a different restaurant for dinner because, again, with five restaurants on the resort, it's pretty easy to choose something different every time. So we go to a different restaurant and much the same outcome. I think this night we had Italian. Lindsay is Italian 100% by, by nature, so those of you that have known Italian women understand the feistiness that's in her, and it's very difficult to, to squash that, nor do I want to, but especially when it comes to Italian food. But she's, she's damned if she won't try this Italian food, even though I know how this is going to end up. Like, I know before we walk in, this Italian food is not going to be up to her standards because she's Italian. No Italian food is up to an Italian woman's standards. So we go in and, and much the same. But at this point, I've now had three bad meals in a row and all in the first day. Just kind of succumb to the fact that I'm going to have to get used to eating less than stellar food. And it's not only less than stellar food in the fact of how it tastes, but it's also the way that I eat. So I realize now that I eat, like I said, for fuel. So when I'm looking to consume food, I'm looking to consume protein first followed by carbohydrates. I don't particularly like carbohydrates a lot and increases inflammation in my body. It does a whole bunch of things to create a negative feedback loop, some gastrointestinal issues. There's all different types of things over 34 years on the planet. I realize that carbohydrates do to me specifically as a person. Now, I'm not telling you if you're listening to this that you have to go into ketosis or that you shouldn't eat carbs or that there's one diet that fits everybody. I don't believe any of that's true. I just know as a bodybuilder with trial and error and shoveling copious amounts of carbohydrates into my body over the years, I feel so much better when I don't eat that way. So... Now that I've tested that variable, I don't eat that way. Unless I'm in Cabo at a five-star resort 
with no other options. And so we're having this, this dinner, this Italian dinner. And I don't remember what Lindsay has. It doesn't really much matter because I'm not enjoying what I'm having. I'm, I order spaghetti and meatballs. I'm like, all right, at least on the spaghetti and meatballs, I can get a couple big meatballs and I can keep ordering big meatballs. So it comes out and there's this massive plate. It looks like a family-sized serving bowl of pasta. Great red sauce. It's, it's not too cooked. Nothing's too bad except the meatballs. The meatballs are the size of, I'll say, sparrow's eggs. Maybe if we're lucky, full-size eggs at best. And there's two of them. Like That's now what I'm eating is that much protein. So I'm someone that typically eats 6, 8, 10, depending on how I've eaten as many as 12 ounces of protein per meal. And there can't be four ounces here total if I squint and put my thumb on it to press down on the scale. So I keep asking for more. Keep asking for more. It's it's almost offensive to them that I keep asking for more meatballs. And they don't, I stop and it, it's laughable. But of course, at this point, I've succumbed to the fact completely that I'm going to have to go off my diet now. So I have this mental shift I get to go on of, all right, I've, I've tried to eat the right way. I've tried to eat the way that makes me feel better inside. But I can relax and let off the throttle for a couple of days while I'm in Mexico and just enjoy myself. So, of course, we get dessert and don't remember what it was. Not really that relevant. This continues on for the next three days of trying to eat different things, trying to find different combinations of food that feel healthy to me. Unfortunately, like I said, here in Mexico, there's just not a lot of great options. We try a different resort, much the same. We go off we go off of the resort path, food's kind of the same. And so I can feel myself starting to slow down. Not mentally because I'm not connected with work. That was a that was a nice reprieve. But I'm slowing down in the fact that my body is not as weaponized as it was. I still found the gym. They had a gym there and we were able to get some good workouts in. Not incredible, but enough to keep, you know, blood pumping and you know muscle fatigue. But the fuel that I'm putting in my body was just shit. Like I was eating like an asshole. And really, going to sound condescending, but I was eating like a normal person. I was eating like someone that just eats because they think they need to eat. Nachos at lunch and cheeseburgers and then chicken wings and then dessert and then not having the, the two gallons of water throughout the day. And then going back for dinner and having Mexican food and chips and guacamole and empanadas and name something. Massive amounts of carbohydrates, low protein tons of saturated fat, just the things that suck. And I, I look around and Lindsay and I are in the pool on the third to last day, second to last day. And we're talking to other couples that are there about just their experience with the resort and where else they've gone and how many times they've come there. And these people are raving fans of how this resort operates. That this is one of the best resorts they've been to. They've, stayed, they've been here 16 years in a row to different resorts up and down the coast of Cabo. They're from Los Angeles. Great people. But, but this is one of their best. This is one of their favorite places to go to. And we asked them about the food, and they said, man, the food here is incredible, isn't it? And so we're, we're having this conversation. We're all ducked underwater quite a bit. Like, it's just our heads above because the water's cool and the sun's hot. And I look at Lindsay when we're done talking. I'm like, man, what am I missing? Like, where is this food that good? And so as eventually they leave and get out of the pool, I realize the fact that the body composition they have versus the body composition that I have is just different. What they deem to be good food is probably good tasting food, which this food did taste good. There was nothing bad with the food. There was nothing inappropriate with the way it was prepared. They did a great job in, in catering to everybody's every need. But to me, the food had no fuel to it. The food was garbage. And the old saying in computer programming, garbage in, garbage out. So I'd consistently put garbage into my body for four days. 
Very little drinking, not enough water, but plenty of bad food. So I returned to Los Angeles with Lindsay. We decided to stay in Venice Beach for a few more days after our trip down to Cabo. I know, really rough life I live, but I promise you we did it on this incredible budget. You can get a $97 flight or a $105 flight from Cabo to LA, plus the fact that we stayed in an Airbnb for 100 bucks a night that was nothing glamorous, just a place to stay. Because we like to go out and do things. As long as we have a safe place to stay, it doesn't really much matter what it's like when it's just her and I. So we get back to Venice Beach, and those of you that no bodybuilding or no fitness, no, the, the mecca of bodybuilding, as we call it, is Gold's Gym in Venice Beach. It's where Arnold landed when he came here to live before he started, you know, all of his success in bodybuilding. It's where every famous person that I know in the world eventually goes there and trains. We saw Ted Danson there and a number of other, you know, famous celebrities. It's just the place to go work out. So I'm really excited to get back and get in my, my routine. You know, I've had this ship food. Step foot in the gym, we get back. It's pretty early on... Friday, yep, we're there four or five days, pretty early on Friday, early enough, two or three in the afternoon. We get settled in, we get changed, we relax for a minute, and we head to the gym. And in heading to the gym, my performance was as though I had never been to a gym in my life. Sweating, out of breath, mentally taxed, physically taxed. It was incredible. It was like this humbling experience that I'm completely not accustomed to. I'm not accustomed to it because I don't live my life that way. I don't put shit food in my body hardly ever. And this is not a pounding my chest that I have now become so disciplined that I don't feed myself that way. It's the fact that there's this whole other part of society that I become numb to of what I'll call the people that are poisoning their body on a day-over-day basis. The ones that go to the Cancun and they drink all day and they don't work out and they haven't seen the gym and they're literally taking hours and then days and then months off their life expectancy. And these are people that have kids and families at home. They're doing nothing to make sure they're around for the next generation. Then when they come home, they keep on the same cycle. They just wait until the weekends. They don't do it during the week. You know, so I'm taking stock of my life and I'm realizing, man, I don't live like other people. But I don't want to live like other people. There's no part of my life that I'm going to emulate someone that doesn't have something that I aspire to obtain. So if I'm not pushing full speed, if I'm not weaponizing my body with the fuel that I put in it that then also transfers into what I do in the gym, I'm selling myself short, and not only myself, but then I'm selling Gianna short. And really, if I'm honest with it, I'm selling Gianna's kids short. Now that might sound funny as an eight-year-old girl, it's how old Gianna is, how am I selling her kids short? Well, if I don't put myself in the position of power now to fuel my body, I'm not going to be around for her kids. I want to see grandkids. Shit, I would love to stay around long enough to see great-grandkids and not just see them, but to be an active member of society, not be rolled around in a wheelchair, not be a vegetable, not have multiple open-heart bypass surgeries, but to be a weaponized 80-year-old man. I think that's possible. But it's not if you fill your body full of shit. And admittedly, those that have listened to this episode or listened to my podcast know I used to fill my body with shit in another way. I used to pump my body full of anabolic steroids that hardened my arteries, that increased the size of my heart. They've done a whole bunch of things that I can't reverse. But I wasn't able to see the world the way I see it now. The world is different now. There's something that I care about more than myself being my family. So if you yourself are listening to this podcast and you care about your family as much as you say you do, but you poison yourself with shit more times out of the week than with positive food, I have to ask you why. It takes no more energy, it takes no more effort, it takes no more money to put good quality food in your body than it does to put shit in your body. I get it, you're gonna tell me you're on the road all the time, you travel. Cool, I I travel quite a bit as well. 
If you have to go to a fast food restaurant, you can get a grilled piece of chicken and take the bun off. Don't put all the shit all over it. Don't get a Coke to drink. Don't get French fries. Get three chicken sandwiches and just eat the chicken. Eat for fuel, not for taste. But this doesn't apply just to your body. This doesn't apply just to traveling. This applies to all aspects of life. So you can't eat like an asshole when you go to the gym. And what I mean by that is you can't fool yourself by thinking that doing just a little bit of work is going to get you maximum results. No different than how you feed your body. If you're feeding your body just a little bit of shit food, the results are not going to be as good as if you fed it with high-quality foods. Same thing in your relationship. If you're not going all in nurturing your relationships on a day-over-day basis, whether it's your friends, whether it's your family, whether it's your lover, whether it's your kids, if you're not going all the way in, you might as well be all the way out. Because you're really eating like an asshole in that environment too. And Lord knows in your body, this is really simple. It's, it's Tuesday night as I record this. There's going to be a time where I take my family out to dinner. That's what we do. We go on a date at least once a week where we do something together as a family. But there is a choice in any restaurant you go to, whether fast food or five-star, to get food that is not processed, that is as healthy as possible for your body. And I'm not saying deprive yourself of things that you want that give you pleasure, but minimize them. You don't have to eat like a competitive bodybuilder to have a long life. But skip the fried food. Skip all the fatty shit. Skip the carbohydrates. Load up on the vegetables. And only have dessert once a week. If you can eventually stop yourself from eating like an asshole in every environment of life, you'll see you're able to get way more shit done. Hey guys, Ryan here. Thanks for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume audio and subscribe to 15 Minutes to Freedom. If this brought you value, please do me a favor and drop me a five-star rating. Then share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it. For additional content, head over to ryannidell.com. That's R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L.com.